This podcast is made possible by the generous support of Lilly Oncology. Hello and welcome to the BreastCancer.org podcast. I'm Jamie DiPolo, Senior Editor at BreastCancer.org. We're on location at the 2017 San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium. My guest is Dr. Matteo Lambertini, Medical Oncologist at Institut Jules Bordeaux in Brussels. His study analyzed the results of five previous studies looking at using gonadotropin-releasing hormone agonists during chemotherapy to preserve the function of the ovaries and fertility. Gonadotropin-releasing hormone agonists include the medicines Lupron, Trellstar, and Zolodex. Dr. Lambertini, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So to start, I know that earlier studies have produced mixed results on the success of ovarian suppression during chemotherapy, and the strategy isn't always recommended or considered the standard of care. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So the use of generic channel during chemotherapy has been studied in several randomized clinical trials in the last years, and these trials have had produced mixed results and this is why according to the international guidelines for fertility preservation in cancer patients, the ASCO and DESMO guidelines, this strategy is still considered as an experimental procedure. However, in the last years we had the uh, publication of the largest and most important studies on this topic and the study that we have just presented here at the the San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium is a pool analysis, so it's an analysis, a combined analysis for all the major, the five major randomized control trials in this setting that actually provide evidence about the efficacy and the safety of this this procedure in young breast cancer patients, interest in preserving ovarian function, so reducing the risk of uh, um, chemotherapy-induced early menopause, and potentially improve future fertility. Okay, and I know you said, uh, I believe you said anyway during your presentation, that preserving fertility is, if not the biggest concern of younger women who have been diagnosed, it's a very large concern. Yeah, fertility preservation and pregnancy-related issues are high priority areas of concern for young women with breast cancer. This has been stated by young women advocates during a, a recent very important conference dedicated to, um, to the topic of breast cancer in young patients, the ESO-ESMO Breast Cancer in Young Women International Conference. And this is also known from several publications in the literature showing that at approximately half of the young breast cancer patients at the time of diagnosis are concerned about the possible risk of infertility as a consequence of the use of anti-cancer treatment and uh, approximately the same percentage of, of, of women, so half of them, will still decide to have a pregnancy after the end of treatment. And I know one of the questions about some of the previous studies were the number of participants. Some were large, some were small. How did you think about that when you were doing your analysis? Yeah, this is a, a very, a very important comment because some of the studies conducted in the past were uh, small studies, so they were not able to give us a definitive answer on the real efficacy of this procedure. Uh, in the last years, we had the publication of the three largest trials, the Italian, the Italian study and another study conducted in the US and another study in the UK. And in our uh, analysis that we presented here at San, at San Antonio, we um, uh, collected the data from all these major trials, these three studies that I just mentioned, plus other two important studies conducted in the past, to reach more conclusive evidence on this controversial topic. And could you give us sort of a, an overview, a general overview of your results? What did you find? In our analysis, we included more than 870, we included 873 women, 
half of them receive chemotherapy alone and the other uh, half receive chemotherapy and concurrent administration of this hormone, the GnRH analog. And what we observe is that women who receive this hormone during chemotherapy had a rate of uh, chemotherapy-induced early menopause of 14, around 14%, while patients receiving chemotherapy alone had more than double uh, incidence of developing this side effect, more than almost 31% develop chemotherapy-induced early menopause. Meaning that the use of generation was significantly associated with the, with the reduction in the risk of developing this side effect. So the results um, give me two questions. Um, it looks like if a woman goes into early menopause because of chemotherapy, two years later, if her ovaries still haven't started functioning, it seems unlikely that they're going to. Yeah, what, what we observe in our study is that approximately 60% of the women resume their menses during the first year after chemotherapy, but still there is approximately 15% of them who resume menses between one year and two years after the end of chemotherapy. And although we did not have the data to see if if other patients resume menses after two years, we know from the clinical practice that this, uh, this becomes more unlikely after two years uh, without menses that the patient uh, can resume menses. It's still possible, but in a, in a smaller proportion, proportion of women. Okay. And my second question is, um, so the pregnancy rate in the women who got the gonadotropin-releasing hormone agonist, the pregnancy rate was doubled. Um, it was still, I guess, what some people may consider low. I mean, it wasn't, it was, I think, 30%, is that right? So we observed that 37 women had a pregnancy in the general channel group as compared to 20 women, so half, uh, in the control group. Mm -hmm. Overall, this means that less than 10% of the patients included in, in, in these this randomized control trials had a pregnancy after the end of treatment which is a low percentage overall, but it's, it's important to note that uh, actually we observe a, a significant higher number of patients who, uh, uh, who were able to have a pregnancy after the end of treatment uh, if they receive this hormone during chemotherapy. However, it's important to highlight that for patients interested in fertility preservation, meaning women that are interested to have a pregnancy after the end of, of uh, the anti-cancer treatment, the standard procedure remain the cryopreservation option, for example, embryo and oocyte cryopreservation, which are the, the strategies with the most reliable results in terms of uh, fertility preserving potential. However, the data that we have just presented, I think, are very important to say that the use of generic analog can now be considered another standard option for women interested in preserving uh, ovarian function, so uh, concerned about the risk of developing chemotherapy-induced early menopause. But also in patient interest in fertility preservation, I think it's important to use these agents after cryopreservation procedures or when these procedures, for a variety of reasons, are not available. Okay, that makes sense. So if, if a woman said, I definitely want to have a child after chemotherapy, what you're recommending is do the egg freezing as well as this procedure to have the maximum chance of having a child. Yes, correct. This is, this is the, rec the recommendation that I will give to, to a patient after, also the, the, after the presentation of, uh, of our data re related also to the generic channel. Okay. And one last question. Now, are there any side effects if a woman uh, takes the gonadotropin-releasing hormone agonist? 
So uh, there are two two comments to 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 be made on this on this topic. So the, the first, a very important comment on the safety of this approach in terms of uh, um, uh, survival outcomes, meaning giving an hormone during chemotherapy can reduce the efficacy of chemotherapy. This was a concern in the last years, but the results of our of our large study presented here at San Antonio confirmed that. Uh, this seems to be safe, meaning that the survival of patients who receive chemotherapy with this hormone, concurrently with this hormone, is the same as the one of patients who receive chemotherapy alone, suggesting the safety of this approach. And the second comment is on the uh, side effect of, the, of, this, of this drug. As we know, all the drugs have, have side effect, and this is a, a, an as per the mechanism of action of this drug, this drug causes suppression of the ovarian function, meaning that patients enter a pharmacological menopause, a temporary pharmacological menopause, and so this can be associated with the slightly increased risk of uh, developing symptoms related to menopause, especially hot flashes and sweating. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much.